Non-clear cell renal cell carcinomas is one of the rare diseases with limited treatment data. These are challenges for many practicing oncologists, but recent updates have radically changed the landscape. Welcome to Project Oncology on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Jacob Sands, and here to share the latest advances in non-clear cell renal cell carcinoma is Dr. Brad McGregor, the clinical director for the Lank Center for Genitourinary Oncology at the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston, Massachusetts. Dr. McGregor, it is a pleasure having you on the program today. Thanks so much for having me. Dr. McGregor, to set the stage, can you tell us about some of the challenges associated with non-clear cell renal cell carcinoma? For those patients presenting with metastatic clear cell disease with combination-based therapy over snitinib, that would include drugs such as nivolumab and nivolumab, pembrolizumab with excitinib, then more recently, cabozantin nivolumab and labatinib pembrolizumab. All these combinations are a market improvement in not just progression-free survival, but overall survival in the frontline management of patients with advanced renal cell carcinoma. But unfortunately, we think about those patients with non-clear cell or variant histology renal cell carcinoma, which is still about 20% of kidney cancer, we haven't had that same degree of success. All these trials generally excluded patients with variant histology, they require patients to have predominant clear cell components. So we've had these great advances. We haven't seen those same degree of success in the management of non-clear cell disease, where until just this year, the only randomized data for the patients with non-clear cell renal cell carcinoma consisting that of the ESPN and ASPEN trials, which looked at sinitinib versus everolimus, showing a benefit to sinitinib in that setting. So there's really been an opportunity to improve care for these patients. So now setting on that foundation that you've established of the challenges within this disease setting, can we talk a little bit, you mentioned one drug, but the current standard of management for non-clear cell renal cell carcinoma, where do you see that today? I think it's changing dramatically, which is fantastic. In the past couple of years, we started seeing several phase two trials looking at management of patients with non-clear cell renal cell carcinoma showing very encouraging response rates. I think one of the more monumental trials was the PAPMET trial, which was presented by Dr. Paul at ASCO-GU this past winter and was subsequently published in The Lancet. Look at those patients then with papillary renal cell carcinoma. So this isn't necessarily just the MET-driven, but all papillary, what was formerly called type 2 as well as type 1. And these patients were randomized to receive either cabozantinib or sinitinib. And what this very important trial showed was that with cabozantinib, there was an improvement in progression-free survival and objective response rate over sinitinib. And that's really probably established cabozantinib as a standard of care in those patients with papillary renal cell carcinoma. I think that's fantastic. And I think what we've also seen with some of these studies is that similar to PATMET, look specifically at those patients with papillary renal cell carcinoma, maybe we should look, even look further. So there was another trial done by the NCI looking at the combination of bevacizumab with allotinib. So there was some early phase two data just to make this response. This was an expanded trial looking at bevacizumab and allotinib in those patients with papillary renal cell carcinoma, but also specifically those with FH-deficient renal cell carcinoma, which is really an unmet need. And this trial showed remarkable activity for the combination of bevacizumab and allotinib and those patients with FH-deficient renal cell carcinoma, their progression survival approaching two years. 
which is quite remarkable. And so certainly what we've seen there is that, you know, what worked for type 1 papillaries, such as a MET inhibitor, such as cabozantinib, or we've even seen data with stavulinib, a very potent MET inhibitor, may not work for a type 2. And certainly for things such as FH-deficient immunosarcarcinoma, novel combinations such as bevacizumab or lotinib, may make sense in that situation. Likewise, we think about chromophobe immunosarcarcinoma. carcinoma, you know, a lot of the VEGF data has shown very poor response rates. And if you look at any trial that looked at novel approaches, generally the chromophobe patients always do worse than the other variant histologies. But in a phase two trial presented last year and published just this year, looking at the combination of lembatinib and everlimus, which was studied extensively in clear cell in the clear trial, for the first time ever, we saw a remarkable improvement in response in the chromophobe patients, where four out of the nine patients actually had a response to the combination of lebatinib and everlimus. So to your point, I think that we're starting to appreciate that not all non-clear cells are the same. And a papillary behaves different from an FH deficient, behaves different from a chromophobe. We already know that Variant studies such as collecting duct or medullary respond better to something as chemotherapy. And now we're seeing within the targeted therapy that each variant has a different approach. Yeah, so that's a complicated amount of data that you're discussing and how that then leads to treatment. So maybe you can just take us through how the variant histology influences your decision making, maybe like an algorithm for how you would treat these different histologies. I think we love to have a very specific algorithm. I think there is other exciting data looking at combination therapy. So we present some data for atezolizumab and bevacizumab in patients with variant histology of carcinoma showing a 26% response rate. Subsequently, we did a phase one trial with cabozantinib and atezolizumab showing a 33% response rate. ASCO just this year, Dr. Lee from Memorial presented phase two data looking at those patients with variant histology. There's two cohorts. And akin to what we've seen in other studies in the cohort one, cohort two, which included those patients with chromophobe, he didn't really see any response to the combination of cabozantinib and nebolimab. But in cohort one, those patients with unclassified or papillary or translocation, he saw a response rate approaching 50% in this unmet need. So it certainly begs the question, these combinations that are approved in clear cell may they have a role in variant histology renal cell carcinoma. So to the point of an algorithm, I do think that the histology certainly matters. And the first thing I'm gonna look at to see, are there patients who have a chemosensitive variant? So this is gonna be your collecting duct, your medullary, where we know that cytotoxic chemotherapy remains a critical part of the management of their disease. And then we'll look at the other variant histologies. And within that, I think chromophobe is the most unique in terms of its responses. And I think for chromophobe, I really do feel that lumbatinib and everolimus has a key role in the management. We look at the rest of the different histologies. In general, I think cabozantinib has great activity, not only in papillary, but in all their histology based on a retrospective analysis that we did out of our group from multiple sites showing response rates over 20% in these patients. So cabozantinib certainly right now, I think would be one of the standards for non-clear cell immunosarcarcinoma, potentially in combination with nivolumab, given the recent data presented by Dr. Lee from ASCO. Well, that rare FH deficient, I do think about something like bevacizumab or lotinib. But at the end of the day, I think a clinical trial is always going to be really important because that's how we're going to continue to advance care for these patients. 
For those just tuning in, you're listening to Project Oncology on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Jacob Sands, and I'm speaking with Dr. Brad McGregor about some of the recent developments in management of non-clear cell renal cell carcinoma. Dr. McGregor, you had just mentioned atezolizumab, for example, as one of the immune checkpoint inhibitors. Can you share with us some of the data around atezolizumab and maybe other checkpoint inhibitors specifically related to non-clear cell renal cell carcinoma? Yeah, and I think it's clear that while the responses probably are not as robust as they are in clear cell disease, checkpoint inhibition does have an important role in the management of certain variants of non-clear cell renal cell carcinoma. So again, we looked at the combination of tezolizumab with bevacizumab, showing response rate at 26% across histologies, including those patients even more chemosensitive disease such collecting duct or medullary, and then looking to combine inhibitorizumab with a better VEGF with cabozantin with multi-targeted therapy, showing response rate over 30% in a phase one data. Certainly intriguing. And again, I think now we have data with CABO plus NEVO. We've also seen data for IO-IO combinations as well as IO alone. We've had data for pembrolizumab in the monotherapy setting for patients with treatment-naive non-clear cervinosar carcinoma response rate just under 30%. And we saw data just this ASCO for nebolumab showing a response rate much less at around 15%. And when they looked to use salvage ipilimumab for those patients who didn't respond, response here is pretty poor at only 6%. So I think the role of immune checkpoint blockade is certainly evolving in the management of variant histology renal cell carcinoma, and further trials are going to be necessary to establish the best role for it. So to that point about clinical trials, what are the clinical trials going on now, or what are the ones coming that you're looking forward to seeing the results of, and anything that you specifically are working on as well within the field? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm definitely excited about the trials that I'm presenting today. I'm looking forward to what is to come. So I think one of the trials we're interested in is the sunny forecast. So this is a trial akin to the Checkmate 214 design in clear cell looking at nevo-ipi versus sinitinib in those patients with variant histology renal cell carcinoma. I think obviously given that data with cabo-nevo, it's a response rate close to 50%. That's quite intriguing. And given the encouraging signals in clear cell and the ongoing cosmic 313, looking at cabo nevo ipi versus nevo ipi in clear cell, we actually designed a single arm phase two trial looking at the triplet, so cabo, xantinib, with nebolumab and ipilimumab, and those patients presenting with advanced renal cell carcinoma variant histology that have the treatment naive or progressed on one prior VEGF therapy, with the hope that this triplet therapy will really look to build upon the success we've seen with CABO-NEVO and offer potentially a higher chance response that has potential for durability. So now just to put you on the spot, in a year, what do you think is going to end up being a standard of care at that time? So I think what we're going to look at as we move forward is potentially this idea of doing histology-directed therapy. And we're going to have different approaches that will work best for each histology. We've already seen some of that in these small trials in the past year that really highlight this is going to be an important aspect. But at the same time, I think these trials, including all histologies, are going to be important because we're going to do these trials and we're going to see where the response is seen. And is there a histology in that group that maybe responds well that we need to then take that trial and expand that histology to get a better idea of how we can improve outcomes for our patients. So I hope that in the next year, we're going to be talking about combination therapies and moving away from a point where we can design trials where sinitinib is no longer going to be the standard of care as we think about randomization. 
Definitely exciting as we get more into this personalized medicine pathways that we see now and more and more within oncology. It's exciting to see that happening within non-clear cell renal cell carcinoma. And there's clearly a lot more to discuss in there, but that is the time that we have today. I want to thank my guest, Dr. Brad McGregor, for joining me to discuss the recent advances in non-clear cell renal cell carcinoma. Dr. McGregor, a lot of fun having you on the program today. Thanks so much for having me. Enjoyed it. I'm Dr. Jacob Sands. To access this and other episodes in our series, visit reachmd.com slash projectoncology, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.